Welcome back to the Suraj podcast. In the last chapter, we heard a discussion between Jahangir and Guru Hargobind about Chandu, his deceitful and vile actions. Guru Hargobind brought this up in a discussion about rosaries by saying that, oh, his father's rosary is still likely at Chandu's house. And with this gesture, Jahangir understood what he was alluding to, the Shahidi of Guru Arjan Devji, then commanded Chandu to go get that rosary. And that's where last chapter ended, <clears throat> with Chandu searching all over his house. His servants told him that the rosary was likely eaten by rats that got into the treasury. So now chapter three begins with Guru Hargobind sitting at the court of Jahangir, and he says to Jahangir, the rosary is with Chandu, but it's been many years. Who knows if it's still there or not? But even if just one bead of that rosary is found and he shows it, I'll recognize it from its illumination. And if he finds just one bead, you should ask him for the entire rosary, because you won't find such a great rosary in your entire empire. This vile sinner did not give you the news of Guru Arjan Devji. He has done such a vile, disrespectful act. He is deserving of punishment. The emperor heard this and then replied, well, let him first bring it, and then we'll properly see what he brought. I did hear prior to this from a very exalted peer about how he lied and how he was deceiving us all. So now, if you also recognize him as a great sinner against the Guru's house, then you should secure him under your control and do as you wish. But please, do not leave any fault over my head for what happened to Guru Arjan. Whatever he did, you should do the same to him. Let him reap the fruit of his action. So Jahangir said this and then sent another person to go see where Chandu was and what was taking so long. So that messenger went off, he got to Chandu's home, he saw Chandu there, sitting there, and started yelling at him, saying, Chandu, why are you just sitting at home? The emperor has called you many times. Did you find the rosary or not? If you didn't find it, just come and tell him that humbly. When Chandu saw this messenger, who was the second guy to come, tell Chandu to hurry up. He was extremely worried and afraid about what was going to happen. And he quickly left his place. And he left it so fast that his bug, his turban, got caught on something and got knocked off on the way, on the way out of his house. He then started to see all these other bad signs along the way as he was headed there. He saw somebody sneeze in front of him. His left eye began to twitch and his heart was beating like crazy. These were all signs that Someone is going to face their ill fate. So as he entered the court, he saw Guru Hargobind sitting there alongside Jahangir, and he was extremely dejected. But even then, he clasped his hands together and said, We've searched properly in our house, and I couldn't find any beads of the rosary. I then sent these men to the marketplaces in Delhi, but they were not able to find such a fine rosary. But if Jahangir, if you give me a few days, I'll send these men to other cities and we'll find a very fine rosary. Chandu said this and then just went quiet. Jahangir heard this and just looked over at Guru Hargobind. Guru Hargobind looked at him in anger and said, why are you looking at me? What are you looking at? 
the court of the divine treats everyone the same. It's there where justice will be served for my father's death, where sinners are given the punishment of vicious hell. Guru Hargobind said this, and in Jahangir's mind, what that exalted Peer had also said was sitting there. How this was such a vile and vicious sin to torture and kill Guru Arjan Devji. Now, Guru Hargobind had said it many times, and because of this, Jahangir now fully realized and believed in this, and without any doubt in his mind, he then said, Guru Hargobind, I have understood now fully that Chandu is a great sinner and guilty of a vile crime. Please don't keep any fault of this on my head. Please do not hold any hate towards me in the court of God. Please mete out all the justice here and now. Instruct us how this can happen. If you see any ill will toward the Guru's house and me now, then please give me punishment. But if not, mete out justice to that person who has committed such a vile sin. Take revenge on them here and now. Please take any fault of mine off my head. Please tell me what you think. Guru Hargobind then replied saying, Jandu only had strength because of you, which he used to perform such vile act. So you will also reap the fruit of that action. What will you have to say in the court of God? There, all sorts of accounts are leveled. Everyone is subject to it. No one can erase that. Regardless if one is a king, a beggar, powerful, not powerful, it doesn't matter. Everyone is treated the same there. Listening to this, the emperor Jahangir then said, I did not know though that he was deceiving me so greatly. Only through the discussions I've had with the exalted Pir, Vizir Khan, and yourself that I have understood that he committed such a vile action. I heard this and I was in shock. So please take him, that vile sinner, capture him, kill him, do as you wish. If you see me helping him in any way, I am deserving of punishment, but I will not even meet with them anymore. That exalted Pir told me that this sin was committed by Chandu and that it was equivalent to countless sins, such a sin that would have one's tomb burn for eternity. Who else is going to commit a worse sin than that? I just hear about this sin that that idiot has committed and I'm terrified. So Chandu was sitting there hearing all of this and then he spoke out saying, Jahangir, who has slandered me? I did what you told me. I took the Guru to my house and after a few days he got sick and passed away. I didn't even collect the tax that you placed on him. Jahangir then replied saying, Chandu, you said that he kept thieves out there. You lied to me. You deluded me. And by which I started to hate and despise the Guru's house. How could such a powerful, divine, miracle-holding saint be capable of such bad traits like keeping thieves? So just like the vile actions that you've done, you're going to reap the reward for that and will experience great pain. Why are you dragging me into this? Then Chandu doubled down on his lies saying, everyone told me in that area that the Guru was keeping thieves. I just relayed that information to you. It was with your permission that I even brought him here to Delhi. Jahangir hearing this now was just enraged and said, you idiot, you still don't understand. That person who the whole world 
goes to have their darshan, divine sight, who countless go in front of and bow down and place offerings in front of, he could not do such a mistake as keeping thieves around them. You have done such a great misdeed to the true Guru. Even still, and even now you keep creating these lies. Are you not afraid you'll be punished in both worlds? Guru Hargobind has given me a new life, taking away all my obstacles. And even to them, you hate. Trying to have them killed in the fort. So in saying this, Jahangir then faced Guru Hargobind and said to them, you should think about what you want to do to this sinner. He's yours now. Take your revenge. Give him the fruit of his awful deeds. But please, Guru Hargobind, please be graceful and merciful to me. And please, don't hold me to account in the afterlife. So listening to this, Guru Hargobind reflected for a second and then called Bilichand and Jetha close before saying to them, go grab and secure Chandu now, the great hater of Guru Arjun. Go and get your revenge on this deceitful person. Hearing the command, Bidhi Chand and Jetha quickly went and grabbed both arms of Chandu. They dragged him out of the emperor's fort. They stood him up and then knocked his bug, his turban off, and then used it to tie his hands around his back. Jetha took off his shoe at that moment and then calling him a deceitful, honorless dog, hit him over the head with his shoe. The other senior ministers in the court saw Jandu being dragged out, how he had no control over the situation and were also just really scared thinking that that was a senior minister of the emperor. How could these low caste juts, these farmers, how could they come in here and just grab him and take him out? Why has the emperor lost faith and favor with Jandu? So some were saying this, oh, that Chandu was a good guy, and why is this happening? And others outside the fort, they were seeing what Chandu was getting. They were seeing that he deserves what he gets. And at that point in the court, Guru Hargobind was still sitting there, and he said to Jahangir, Jahangir, I'm going back to my encampment now. That great enemy of the Guru's house, Chandu, by giving him over to us, you have removed now all fault over your head. Jahangir then replied, saying, Guru Hargobind, as you wish, you may leave. Please do as you wish. In this way, I get great comfort as well. So Guru Hargobind then bid his farewell and walked out of the court. At that point, he mounted his horse as he, as he left the court, and he rode out of the fort. As he was riding out of the fort, he saw Jetha, Bidichan, and them outside. In great anger then, Guru Hargobind said to Jetha, take him to the marketplace and command any Sikh of the Guru that they have to strike him five times. Let the strikes of shoes rain down on his head and slowly, slowly let everyone come to strike him. So Guru Hargobind said this and then took off on his horse back to his encampment at Majnu. Behind him, Jetha, Bidichan and the others were dragging Chandu through the marketplace in Delhi. Chandu's head was uncovered and they poured dirt, debris all over his head and face. They were holding shoes and were bringing him to wherever there were large groups of people in the marketplace. Jetha and these six then called out to everybody saying, This is the great enemy of the Guru's house. Strike his head. If anyone calls themselves 
sick of the Guru, then they should take their shoe and strike Chandu five times. When this news traveled through the Sikh congregation in Delhi, the Sikhs came running in great bliss to come smash the head of Chandu. Some Sikhs, though out of the group, were a little scared, still considering him a great minister of the emperor. So they would come, but they would come behind Chandu's vision to strike him, to make sure that he didn't see who was hitting him. But others would come with great enthusiasm and then taking their shoes would strike Chandu on the face and on the head. Jetha saw these six who were cowering. They were hiding behind Chandu as they were hitting him and said, Why are you afraid of him now? Guru Hargobind has commanded us all to beat him. So slowly, slowly, more and more people came from the marketplace. Thousands of others were just onlooking, watching this happen. Chandu was quite old, so he had a great beard and he couldn't really handle these beatings. Some women of the city were on their rooftops looking down and seeing the spectacle. Other women were coming up close to have a look. All the men and women were seeing this in the city, how some at a time were beating Chandu and others were swearing at him. Some were striking Chandu right on the mouth with their shoe. Others were grabbing fistful of dirt and throwing it on his face. Jirtha all the while was standing behind Chandu holding that fabric that was his turban and which was now used to tie his hands. So he was standing there controlling Chandu from behind, moving him across the city. Chandu's face was covered in so much dirt and crap he wasn't even recognizable at this point. Kids were now coming though as well across the city yelling in enjoyment and excitement about this. They were grabbing dirt and throwing it on him, yelling, the bastard is a great enemy of the gurus. So a great amount of people were just following Chandu around as he's being dragged across the city. Some were saying, striking Chandu is purifying. Others were saying, there's no sin in striking down this great enemy of the guru. So in this way, Chandu got taken around the city getting beat up and eventually Jetha and Bidijan brought him back to Majnu. So that's how chapter 3 concludes. In the next chapter we'll hear about Guru Hargobind's time at Majnu, how they send a command to the Sikh army under the command of Baba Buddhaji to meet them at Majnu and then how a message is then sent to Mata Ganga and Amritsar to tell them that everyone and everything is okay. So that's where we'll pick up next time. But as always, we'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. <laughs>